Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the wealth within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcast globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. This episode is a recording of our live YouTube weekly stock market show. Every Tuesday night, Dale and Janine stream live on YouTube from 7 to 8pm to answer your most burning questions, as well as analyse stock for our viewers. To watch the show, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Stock Market Show under the Learning Centre. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Good evening and welcome to Wealth Within Live, the Australian stock market show where you ask the questions and we give the answers about all things investing and trading. Now we hope you had a good day and are ready for what I am sure will be another great stock market show. Now tonight we're going to get into probably the hottest topic on everyone's lips and that is now that the stock market has collapsed, what should you do from here? Now as always we'll look at what's currently happening on the Australian stock market, give you our thoughts answer your most burning questions, look at the stocks you're interested in, give you our expert opinion and a whole lot more. Hello, I'm Dale Gillam, Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within and joining me tonight is Janine Cox, our Senior Analyst and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Hi Dale, how are you tonight? Mate, I'd be a lot less stressed if my computers had worked properly, but I'm doing well. <laughs> That's good. Last week my teleprompter went berserk, so I'm ad-libbing for a third of the show. And my, and my laptop didn't work, so I had to use the other computer, and you weren't here at all. I know. I was down. scarce, wasn't I? I know. You let me down. I you just wanted to down. see if you could run the show without me. I've got my, my super, super team here of techos mm. that they did things, but um, ad-libbing for an hour, wasn't. Uh, I was trying to pedal hard that bit pretty much. But hey, the market's exciting right now, isn't it? Oh, look, I mean, we're getting to a point with a lot of stocks where we're going to see some huge opportunities over the next couple of years anyway for medium to long-term trades that are going to mm. be amazing. But look, um, I just wanted to tell you that you might have noticed that I'm not wearing my any gold t tonight. You're not wearing any gold no. tonight, okay? I Why? had to hock it for some toilet paper. <laughs> had to hock it for some. And toilet. we saw recently there was toilet paper yeah. rolls, just no brand names. No brand. Like you, you wouldn't go for it normally, but Seriously. seventy dollars on the internet, you could buy a six pack. How about that? Six pack, six pack of toilet rolls. That's the best investment you got, isn't it? Buying toilet rolls right now, isn't it? It's cute, oh, isn't it? Geez, seriously, I've got gum leaves out the back you could use. Oh, thanks very much. Are they big? Or yeah. They're, look, they're ones. environmentally friendly as well. That's awesome. Maybe we should invest <laughs> in one of those plantations. God. It's the new toilet paper. No, it is some new toilet paper. But how about we get to the emails for the night? Because we're just bringing up our computer. Now, Janine, if you can bring up the computer and log that in, we can do that. But okay. So let's look, do a couple of things first. Yep. Okay. So do you want me to go through that first or not? Yeah, now if you've got a question for us, remember there is the chat box across to the right. So please put uh, your comments into the chat box. It's, uh, uh, we'd love you to do that. So any question you've got, any stocks or any uh, burning question you have about the market, um, whatever, we'd love you to do that. So please do that right now. Remember, this is an educational program, so we'd love you to... Um, put something that's relevant to the conversation, not put some of the stuff I've seen on our YouTube channel the last couple of weeks. Some of the crazies come out, those armchair 
It is. Um, experts come out. Okay. Um, now, I think we'll just move forward a little bit. Mm. We're going to jump We've ahead. We've got to welcome the new people first, too. Oh, we do, too. Actually, yeah. congratulations on joining us tonight. We're really glad to have you on the show and just be prepared. We, we are a little bit quirky at times, but, you know, we'll take it easy on you. Make sure you mm. get your questions in and, um, and make them, you know, as direct as you possibly can with some detail in there about what you want us to look at. But now's the time to get into some emails first. The first one that we have for tonight is from Maria. Um, she says, hello. Firstly, thank you. I really appreciate your YouTube shows. You are calm, aware, very knowledgeable, and it reflects through. I also like that you are not discarding the health factors involving the coronavirus, but to keep level-headed about it all, can you comment on Zero Limited, which is XRO, please? So we're just going to bring up um, Zero on the screen there. Um, oh, we can't. Yeah, we've got to bring up the stock. Zero? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually went up. Last week, the stock actually went up, and this week it's down a little bit. But I'll bring up my laptop, which we I can't project onto the screen at the moment, so I'm bringing up the other software where we can do it. But we, I'll bring it up on here. But Zero is a good company, and it was really surprising. Well, sorry, it wasn't surprising for me to see that that stock rise when everything mm. else was falling because, I mean, why would Zero fall? It's a... It's a cloud-based company. Well, we can say that about any stock, but we've seen mm. some stocks that were pretty defensive all of a sudden get sold down. Yeah, and sold down too heavily too. Mm. You know, to me, Zero is, it's got a good database. It's a subscription database. It's a subscription database of professionals. So a lot of accountants, financial advisors, people of that using it for their accounting software. So that's what we have a lot of people using Zero. So it was really strange to see um, that, well, not strange, as I said, not strange to see, it's strange to see the market fell so heavily and zero mm. held up quite well, which is really, really nice. But I'll just bring it up on my screen here so I can sort of see a little bit about, I haven't looked at it for a couple of days and I'll just get my, oh, and. You're very versatile in being able to just pull a computer out of nowhere. Where did you I find did, that? I just found just it. under your feet, it was, was it? Just, yeah, just, I just found it there. I just lifted it up and guess what? The program didn't start for me, so I've got to start the program up. So I can't answer. So you're the relying question. on me right now. I'm relying on you. You're bringing that program up. I'm bringing this program up. Okay, I know so, what happened. So what are your thoughts on the market at the moment? You've been talking about that. Let me just every week because I know what happened. Because I'm only allowed to have one instance of the software open, and because you opened it up, it shut it down online. I shut him down. He shut me down. Okay. So let's talk about the market because I know what we're going to do in a minute once we get the software out, we're going to talk about world market. So sorry for a bit about this disjointed. I've been trying to start this PC up. Poor Maria, about... she's sitting there waiting. I hope you've got a good cup of coffee or tea there, Maria. Maria's lovely. She's, she puts in a few questions every now and again. So, um, But we're actually going to go into world markets and I think it's a really good time for us to actually do that um, on the show. So in a minute when we get the software up, We'll actually cover the charts on the world markets, but we did see our market rise about four or five percent today after dropping early. Now I know a lot of people would have thought our market would have dropped, you know, fifteen percent or sixteen percent, like the Dow and the S and P five hundred, and followed that. Um, and I know a lot of people are expecting that, but as I keep saying, the last week or so, I am expecting the market to find a bottom and move up. Um, and it may have happened today, or may have happened yesterday, or may happen tomorrow, or may happen next week. But it will be short-lived. And I know there's people out there on the YouTube universe on on our videos, telling and saying, "Well, though you said it was going to be short-lived, you were wrong." Well, what's short-lived to you? I mean, people often say to me. Well, you said it's going to do this. And I went, well, yeah, I said it'd probably do that. It'd go between this level and that level, or I'd probably do this. But what people do is they want it black and white. They want me to say, it's going to fall to 5,000 points on this day, and then it's going to rise up 40% after that in the next six months. That's and, a lot of pressure. And that's a lot of pressure, and I don't have a crystal ball. 
Where, take... where is it, by the way? You were going to bring it in. I was going to bring it in, but I don't have one. I told you to put the bowling ball on the desk. <laughs> Sorry. That, was, that would make more of an impact. You don't need a crystal ball. That thing's huge. I know. It is a big, huge... Um, ball. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's not something we actually do. When we say it's going to be short-lived, short-lived to us is one to three months. That's what short-lived is. It's not one to two days or one to yeah. three days. When we say the market is bearish and it's likely to go down to one to four weeks, that's what it's likely to do. Will it do it all the time? No, it won't do it all the time. Are we going to be 100% right? No, we're not going to be 100% right. But we're going to be right most of the time. When we might right most of the time, just because we're not right one time doesn't mean we're that we're, we've got it wrong, if that makes sense. You know, All right. But let's go and have a look <laughs> at zero because you've got that up on the All right, thing. zero um, on the screen there. Now, as always, we start on the monthly chart. So just having a look at that, you can see we've had this huge rise up, as most stocks did, into February 2020 and then a quick reversal during the month of February, a continuation of the move down. Let's just see what it did. Now, you can compare this to some other stocks that you might have been watching. And I'm just looking for my price. Um, which one was price measure? Excuse me. Yep. That's not the one I'm looking for. I know, but it's looking good, isn't it? It, it is really holding up. And if you look at this month bar, it's it's really closing just near where it opened for the month so far. So there you go, 28% mm. down. It's mm. part of that. And it's bounced really mm. well. It's looking very, very nice. So I don't have a problem with this stuff. What about you? Look, if we look at it now, I mean, it's looking like it's finding support. See how there's a lot of buyer mm. activity happening around that $74, $76. Mm. It looks like it's holding up well. It tried to recover last week, slipped down with the rest of the market this mm. week, but is pushing back up again. So we'll just see whether it, it does recover or not. It'll be a few months, like you say, potentially before we know whether it's going to do that. Um, but with a stock like this, I mean, I suppose with the banks mm. and stocks like and stocks like um, the financials, they're really being hit hard at the moment. Oh yeah. Um, Challenger is a good one. Commonwealth Bank has got hit really hard. With that, just took us by surprise. We thought, you know, Commonwealth Bank would be more resilient than most mm. of the other banks, which were already falling anyway. If you were looking at long-term charts, but I mean, Commonwealth Bank got hit. Macquarie even got hit. So, well, I looked you know, at the big four banks yesterday. All four of them on mm. my report yesterday. So, if you're interested in the banks, I did talk about them yesterday. Um, but let's get to our second email tonight, and that's from Jim, who asks, "Hello, Dale. I've watched your YouTube show for a while now, and have noted your cycle studies. Last night, you revealed that you follow a 54-year cycle. Is this the Kondratiev cycle, which varies from 50 to 60 years, but averages 54 years? No, it's not the Kondratiev cycle, but it's pretty similar to that sort of stuff. Um, he's got that the mines and ancient Israelites used. Have you considered other cycles, especially Gan's 90-year cycle from 1929, which would explain the strength and speed of the current market falls or Samuel Benner cycles, which show a market peak in 2019 and not bottoming into till 2023. All of that comes from the same basic theory, Jim. It really does, whether it's Kondratiev or other types of different cycles um, or whether it's Gan's 90-year cycle. And yeah, we consider them. Janine and I are cycles experts. There's very, very few people like us in Australia who are cycles experts or timing cycles experts, um, but we use multiple different theories. That stuff we teach our advanced students. Um, we don't, in, in we don't, we don't keep it to ourselves either. That's the thing about mm. us. It's Often if people have gone through and done the diploma course, they might decide that they want to go and do the advanced course and potentially even our CFD course or our Forex CFD course, which has the cycles in it. So there's timing in the advanced course and in the CFD course. So mm. it's all there for you um, to learn. Well, the best traders, I say the best traders know price, pattern and time. And mm. most people don't even know one of those, let alone all three of them. True. Um, you know, we see do, we do see traders... You, or some people who call themselves traders use some bit of price, 
but they rarely ever use pattern and time mm. and they even even rare for them to use time and that's what we do a lot of we don't do it here on the youtube channel it's just it, this is not the right cycles is a really involved study that takes many years to, to understand so that's huge, didn't it? The, the basic concepts are easy to mm. understand but the more involved details of cycles is, is quite um, time consuming for you so mm. if you really want to get into that study go through the diploma course and then get on to the other courses and start learning about mm. time Cool. Okay, so we've done that now. Um, now, uh, given the market conditions right now, there's a lot of armchair experts out there making all sorts of wild statements. You only have to look at some of the comments left on our YouTube videos to see how some of them reveal the ignorance that, that exists out there. So now you might ask why people do this, and the simple answer is because of herd mentality. And you will have heard that fear and greed runs market psychology. There are those who like to... Uh, the social media or like social or sorry that okay. they like to right. use social media and um, so they want to run people down and perhaps make themselves feel better as a result now human psychology is such that those who are part of the herd always feel better about themselves if they look to blame others or attempt to make someone look bad by making negative comments now this shows about sharing educating and informing people and contrary to what some may think we don't derive any benefit from telling people our thoughts on stocks. What Dale and I do each week is give our honest view on the market and trading at that time derived from our many years of experience. So with this in mind, as we said a bit a little bit earlier, um, we want to know, so we can keep things clear or clear something up for you, we will. Um, we'll answer all your different questions, but no matter what your questions are. Um, all we ask is you keep your comments tonight. So something that's really, really constructive and adds to the conversation so we can really assist as many people as possible with genuine questions. Now, if tonight is your first time, then I want to say a big hi to you. That We're excited to have you with us and hope you enjoy the show. Moving on, it is the third Tuesday in the month and it could um, not be more timely as we mm. take a look at world markets. So let's get into the charts and discuss our thoughts now on the on world markets. So let's uh, bring up the charts now. So we went, we, because we didn't get the computer started a little bit earlier, guys, we had a little bit of computer problems, as I said, and uh, we had to restart the computer three times. We weren't set up properly. So while Janine is doing that, just looking at our markets, I mean, obviously, as we talked a bit about earlier, the Dow fell a little bit heavier than the S&P last night. The Dow's fell, fallen reasonably um, hard at this point in time. But I, when, you, when you get into a crash situation, I'd be really surprised if the Dow fell 50%. That would be my outer limit for the Dow, 50% of what its all-time uh, high was. I don't think it's going to get anywhere near that. I think it'll get close, but I don't think it'll get like right down to that level. But we'll yeah, look we, at that as well. Yeah, what we don't know yet is whether, as you said, the market could mm. rebound and then have another dive down. Mm. So that's the, the issue with the market at this point. And looking at... The screen at the moment, I've got something up there for you on the different um, world indices there. You can see the Shanghai Composite only down 8.5% at the moment, and this is for the year to date. Um, looking halfway down the list, you can see lots of 20s. It's all red out there. Going down to the bottom of the list, it's we're in the 30s. So you can see there that the Dow Jones Industrial Average down around 30%. The middle of the list, we've got the Australian All Ordinaries around 256 We've got the um, straight times industrials at around 22.5. Notice the Hang Seng's up there towards the top at around 18% at the moment and the CAC 40 index at the bottom, minus 35. But even the DAX wasn't immune. Two to of the Chinese markets, the two big Chinese markets are both on top. 
Yeah. Go yeah. figure. How's that? How's that work? How's that working when they've had the most amount of coronavirus cases and shut down? Mm. How does that actually work? Mm. Interesting, but isn't it? It is interesting. And obviously the CAC and the DAX and the FTSE down the bottom there at over 30% mm. fall. But uh, to me, it's what we need to do is always look look at the bigger picture, not the shorter picture. And yeah. too often we're focusing on what's happening today. And that's really where you see you get up in the morning and you have your breakfast and while you're eating your wheat bix they tell you the Dow's gone up or down and you have a good day or a bad day depending on what the, what the report was. No, I don't. I have oatmeal. What can you say, oatmeal? Well, because most people have wheat bix don't they? No? Don't they? I don't know. That's I don't what know. they say on the TV. My, mom, my wife has got me eating all this vegan food at the moment. Ooh, yeah, I know. So is that why you're so healthy at the I moment? I know. I think I'm turning green. Mm, your skin's glowing. So let's get back to the market. All right. From, okay, from so the... we've looked at these. Now let's have a quick look at the Dow chart. We can see there that the um, the month of February was a really sharp dive. So that's the first one. But let's just, like Dale was saying before, have a look at the entire pullback on the market to see how far it came back in total. So we're talking about, what's that, 32%, is it? Pretty roughly? close, yeah. The big pullback. So that's one of the biggest moves down that we've seen on the Dow for a long time. And it's the biggest I've, I think I've ever seen in such a short space of time. If you go back in history, we can look right back to this period here, which was in the, the 80s when the 87 crash occurred. And we can see the market fell there. I'm just going to quickly put that on there. But that was over three weeks. The market fell back about 41%. Three months. Was it that's three, three months. months? Sorry. So, yeah, coming forward... We can see here over two months, we've got 30, 32. So what's to say it's not going to go further? Well, that's what I was saying record. on my report today that I recorded with Jim yesterday. So it's Sunday. It was Sunday in America and obviously Monday morning here in Australia when I recorded what I did. And I said, look, it could fall further. Hmm. Um, it could fall down to that 18,000 point level, yep. which is that a 50% level there. So it could fall down to that. Um, but we're in crash territory now. But... What Janine and I were talking about and what we're talking about prior to the end of last year is we thought our market would peak sometime in the first quarter of this year and fall away. But we're only expecting a fall of sort of one to four, one to five weeks-ish, eight to 12% rise up to make a bit more of a new high roughly around the middle of the year and then fall into a low. But we were expecting the major low to happen probably 2023. That's what we were expecting mm. on both our market and on the Dow. Right now, we're just trying to determine whether we have seen the all-time high at, on the on our market for the for the foreseeable future. That's yeah. what we're trying to figure out, and that's why we're saying to people: is don't buy now. It's mm. sit back, sit on your handles, and 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 really don't do much. So, so look at the S and P five hundred. I've got there on the screen, and that's showing clearly as of last night, right down at mm. the bottom of the bar there. Let's just have a look at what the percentage move was, for the S and P, and we can see there around the same order. So. We're, it hasn't taken out this low yet, which is interesting. To, it'll be interesting to see whether it does take out that low. But, you know, you know we've, there's a long time between now and the end of the month. Yeah, and that's the thing is, it's, you through. know, again, it's like we talked about, you know, that the, we're thinking the market will bounce. Well, what is a bounce? Mm. And everybody, when we say the market will bounce, they're thinking, they're all thinking something different, possibly, than what we're actually meaning. The market yeah. will bounce. How long it moves up in that bounce in time and price will tell us whether we're going to get a yeah, secondary Yeah, so what you're saying down. is people could be reading what you're saying and think that it's going to recover from that point, but it's not necessarily But it's not the necessarily case. the case, no. Mm. A bounce to us just means it's, it's going to fall, come off its bottom and rise to test that high. So mm. how far it will go in time and price will depend on whether we think it's going to be a secondary move down or whether we'll move up to make a new all-time high. At the moment, we're still the jury's still out. Now look at the DAX. That just looks mm. shot. Totally mm. shot. Look at that. I mean, how can that recover from there that's after huge. a fall like that? That's that's a um, you know multi-decade move, isn't it? Really, mm. 
looking at where it's coming. So let's just measure that to see what, how far that's come back overall to the low. It's around 40%. 40%. So it's nothing to say that it couldn't come back 50, like you said. It would be, it'd be quite typical. Let's see what happened in previous declines when the markets come back. So we're looking here into the low in 2003. It fell 70%. It's not unheard of for this market to be experiencing these sort of falls, but the, the fierceness of it was just strange. So in this period here, we can see a big fall in August 2011. And that period there, we can see to the low, it came back to around 34%, which is actually less than what it's done just recently. But this sort of pattern at the top, it doesn't look great. No. You know, I mean, I, I could look at this and say, well, where do we expect it to go? Well, worst case scenario, we could draw, um, and Dale's going to kick me from for under the table for drawing this, but 6,000 points, I'm going to quickly take that off, but 6,000 points it could end up at, couldn't it really, quite easily. So there's, there's one thing for the DAX that we're looking at now, the FTSE. Um, we can see there the FTSE's also break and tr broken long-term trend. So mm. it's just all of these moves up and down all the way. It's just it's just completely broken those as well. So it's going to take a lot for the FTSE. To, the FTSE was struggling anyway to get back through this level. It struggled for years. Now it's yeah, going to be it a bigger battle for it to get back through there. Yeah, I think so, I'd better go to Europe in six weeks and spend up big. Yeah, so, I mean, are we, are we moving on now to yeah, We are the moving chat, on now, so, but okay. it's, I think it's time we got into the chat, isn't it? Why not? Yeah. Okay, if we get into the chat, then we can handle some of the questions there. Um, the first question's from George, who says, Hi, guys, can you maybe explain what causes a 10% 10 drops and the next day 8% gain? Has the market gone nuts? Thanks. Well, Short answer, yeah. Yes, that's the short answer. The other part is that sometimes mm. it can be things that come out overnight, especially when there's a, a situation like what we've just seen, which is we could call it a crisis because that's what everybody's calling it. Um, that's what can happen because it's being driven on emotion. But one of the mechanisms that people don't often understand when you're new to the market is that, that the big players in the market or anybody really can short the market. So you can actually mm. get into a position and sell it and then buy it back in lower. So you're actually making a profit from a high point to a low point instead of the, the way that you would generally think that you would make a profit from the market, which, of course, when you're buying stocks, you're buying low and then selling high. This is actually the opposite. So we're going to talk a little, touch a li on a little mm. bit about that later tonight. But that's really what can cause it. So they unwind their short positions and the market can rebound back up because they're just managing their risk in case the market doesn't go lower. So you get a combination of people trying to buy in at cheaper prices who are catching the falling knives, so to speak, with, pe with these big institutions that are closing out their short positions. So yeah. I hope that helps you there. Yeah, but when the market's volatile, just sit, sit out and wait. Pretty yeah. much, it's pretty much what it, uh, what you need to do. But the next question we got is from Ray, who asked, G'day, Dale and Janine. Thanks for your care shown during the bushfire crisis. Oh, that's our pleasure, matey. Um, sorry, Ray, uh, that's a lady, I think, isn't it? Ray? Ray Delay. Ray Delay, oh, okay. My question is just that the coronavirus, is it just the coronavirus driving our markets or other factors? Well, I think it's other factors as well. I think. Was it know, Ree or Ray? Ree, R H E A. Okay, Ree, we know very well. We okay, Ree, fantastic. Good to hear from you. And yes, we looked after you because that's what we're here to do. Um, yeah, well, to me, it's it's. I I posed that last week, saying I don't. To me, I've said from the start, I don't think the coronavirus is enough to drive the market mm. as deep as what it has been, or as fast. Because you, when you look at the GFC and um, and the twenty nine crash, they weren't anywhere near as fast. But that was a financial system meltdown. Like mm -hmm. there were thousands upon thousands of people getting laid off work as, on both all of that. Yeah. We went into a massive recession in thirty two. 
you know, after that massive door depression. You know, there was a recession in the US after the GFC, all of that sort of stuff happening. So to me, yeah, I think there's a lot more to it anyway. Now, the next comment is from Stephen Otts, who says, following rules in Dar's book, lost no capital, haven't been stressed. Fantastic. Well, well done. I'm not stressed either, matey, so well done. <laughs> now, the next question is from Sean, who asks, Hi, Dale and Janine. Hope you're having a great week. Yes, we are, matey. Thanks for asking. Uh, fantastic having Janine back. I, I agree with you, mate. Um, absolutely love watching your shows each week. May I please have your opinions on investing in PLS for the long term? So let's bring up right. PLS. So Janine will bring up the start, um, uh, or oh, sorry, the, the chart, not the start. Um, she'll just bring up that chart, PLS. Um, I don't really know much about this stock do you have have you don't know much about Isn't it? Isn't it short for please? It's please. Mm -hmm. Oh. So you asked for please first. See my dry sense of humour just doesn't work. It is it? your dry sense of humour. All Thank right you. um Pilbara Minerals Limited PLS uh really interesting looking stock. Look at the monthly chart. It's actually been hit quite hard. We can see there that um, in terms of the degree of the fall over, this has been over a long time. So December 2017, it's been in a long-term decline. This recent pullback on the market has just helped what we see as an overall pattern unfolding, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's just helped this whole thing because sometimes there are stocks that have been falling and they just need to fall that bit more. I know this sounds strange in order to, to flush out the sellers and then get to the bottom so that the stock can turn back up again. But Look, a stock like this, is it is in serious difficulty, a stock that's traded all the way and it's lost nearly 90%. But often we found in history that when stocks get to around that 90% level, if there's a buy signal after that, they can often be on a start of a long-term incline. Mm. Mm. Oh, look, it can be, and that's that's the important thing is that it can be like that. And to me, the question is, he's looking at it for a long-term buy. Would you buy this for a long-term? No, not right no. now, never. Like, not not with a big now, bar not, down now, never. after it's been sold. So let's have a look, and um, because people could still be selling it or trying to make a profit from the downside and the the emotion that's in the market at the moment. But it's an interesting question because we talked a, minute, a little bit before I've said to people thinking, we know when I said this is going to be short-lived, what people mm. think. So long-term, what's long-term? Well, how long do you want to be in a stock? I mean, look at how this stock has traded down and sideways in the past. Okay, it looks like a different um, animal right now because of the way that the bars have mm. formed. But still, you want to be in this thing while it goes through all of those moves. So if you bought mm. it now for the long term, that's but still not a good term? decision. But what is long term? That's that's the question. What is long term? Oh, okay. 18 what long term is for this person, and what long term is for us? Well, maybe. eighteen month, well, long term for most people generally, they're thinking years, multi-year. Well, we're assuming that, don't we? We assume that, yeah. Short term for a financial planner is five years. Right. So when you talk to a lot of the financial planners, it's, you know, three, four, five years. That's long term for us. It's short term. That's mm. long. That's very long term for us. I mm. mean, you know, to us, long term is anything over 18 months. So I don't know what your version of long term is, but I wouldn't be buying for long term in our definition of that. No. And this so. is not the sort of stock that you want to sit on for the buy and hold anyway. You've got to trade it with really tight rules. and mm. good. You could trade it on the monthly chart if you get the right signal on, on the monthly chart. Um, but just be prepared because it's going to move around a lot mm. before you get an entry or an exit. Mm. You could trade it on the weekly chart too, and looking at it, it could be a bit of a. Um, an, it could generate a good income, but you, you just just, just touch and go. There's better stocks tough. out there. Much mm. better stocks out there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So that's our thoughts on PLS. But if you choose to go and buy it, then of course it's your decision entirely. Mm. Um, so anyway, now we're moving on. It's time to get into our subject for tonight's show. And Dale's trying to take over there. Shall I let him? No, I'm just going to bring um, up what we need. And that is the stock market has collapsed. What should you do from here? So you're trying to help me. Is that what you're saying? Um, yeah, I'm trying to get into the... the <laughs> Part of what we speak about week in, week out is that human nature does not change. And right now fear is dominating 
Is the dominating force operating the market or is it? And that's an interesting question to ask. You see, as we have said before, the majority of stock trading on the market, both here and in the US, is done by the big end of town. So if the market is falling or rising heavily, it's the big players that are driving the direction. Now think about this in relation to what's just occurred on our market. Right now, there is a combination of factors creating fear, and this has presented the perfect storm for institutions and hedge funds who are shorting our market. We'll talk more about this subject on a subsequent show because I know that this is going to be something really interesting for all of you to understand if you don't already know about this. Um, so it's a, I, I have one more comment before we move on. And where do you think that they get the stock to short the market anyway? Think about the amount of money sitting in your superannuation funds. Hmm, interesting, isn't it? This raises another interesting question. And this being, if we are paying for the big end of town to manage our wealth, then why the panic? And if everyone has money with managed funds and super funds, why are they allowed to push the market around? Hmm. As mentioned, we will talk more about this on a future show. Great, it's back to me again, isn't it? Now I've got up what we want to do anyway. But uh, what's in, what is important for this show is that at the end, all fund managers are human and we're all subjected to market noise and going through the same emotions as you do every day. However, some of us have what it takes to deal with these emotions better uh, than others. And why is that? Now, last week we discussed um, on mass humans are very predictable simply because uh, we are habitual. We are just not just predictable in what we do in how, but also predictable in how we react to situations. Now, when it comes to the stock market, the emotions of fear and greed dictate human behavior. And what is also interesting is that the intensity of those emotions will be dictated by our beliefs and other psychological factors. Now, so people will respond differently. Now, think about how you responded to the re recent market volatility and your own beliefs. Now, Einstein said that education is the progressive realisation of our ignorance. If you've read Dale's book, you will have heard that statement. And history tells us ignorance leads individuals to act based on emotions and to display the herd mentality. Now, the market has collapsed. So in order to understand what you should do from here, first you need to understand you. That's really important. Well, it is. What I mean by this is what type of investor or trader you are. And this will tell you how to act, how you act or react. And once you understand this, then rules can be put in place that will enable you to move forward in a much more profitable way and avoid making big mistakes of the of the past or repeating mistakes of the past. Mm. Now, so, we've, you've got a PowerPoint ready to yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Well, to give you an idea of what we mean, Janine's asked me to share some of the slides from my live presentation that I did last week in the city here in Melbourne. Now, from my perspective, it was great meeting a few of you at the live event. And may I say a big hi to Francois, who I was lucky enough to sit next to at the dinner. So, hi, Francois. I know you're watching with your son. And uh, Francois bought me a beer. That's very kind of and him. we had a nice little chat. So let's get into tonight's slides and I'll just bring that up on the screen there for you. Now on the screen what you're actually seeing right now is just a couple of the slides. There's like 30, 40 slides over an hour and 20 minutes or something like that. But basically what we're saying here is trading beyond the collapse of what, what our market is. Now any, this is a statement by Norman Vincent Peale and he says any fact facing us is not as important as our attitude towards it for that determines our success or failure. The way you think about a fact may defeat you before you ever do anything about it. Uh, you are overcome by the fact because you think you are. And what that means really is 
people think the market's melting down, it's dangerous, whatever else. So you're defeating yourself by the way you're thinking about the market right now. And that's really what this statement is saying. So it's about having better rules, better strategy, better education, um, because then the way you think about the market will be better. Uh, and how you handled the market and how you react to the market will be better. So let's move on to the next slide that we've got here. Now we're going to go through a couple of different trading styles. Now this one was the cowboy. Uh, and the cowboy likes to live on the open range, trades anything and everything. It's got very little genuine market experience and a low level of knowledge and skill. And Janine and I meet these people all of the time. Uh, they're unconventional in their techniques using very little planning. They tend to be erratic in their trading. They use catchphrases like, oh, I don't care if I lose or I'm going to test my psychology on the market and a whole range of other those sort of little catchphrases. They can make money quickly and some do so over reasonable periods of time. Quite often they'll be trading FX, that sort of stuff. They give all their money back uh, to the market and sometimes more and they trade mainly from gut feel, not from good trading techniques. Now we saw an examples of this in the tech boom bust uh, and a lot more recently in Bitcoin, a lot of cowboys they in Bitcoin. They all come out of the woodwork then, don't they? They did come out of the, the mm -hmm. woodwork in there. So. Janine's going to take you to the next one. The possum, isn't he cute? <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Now, wants to trade, but is often too scared to venture into the market. Scared of losing, they justify their inaction by saying they're still learning or developing their skill, sometimes for years. They have skills and sometimes are very skilled. However, self-doubt can consume them once in a trade, so they can become inconsistent, which then validates their fear. Next. Oh, I like the chicken you too. Can do, you can do That's the chicken cute, too. Isn't it? Look at very cute. Tends to pick lots of trades. They think trading more means making more. Exit early in profit as they are scared of losing. There is no real purpose in their trading. And generally they have limited knowledge and skill. Often costs and other factors eat up their trading account. Now this is the astronaut. So I like the astronaut here, mm. but they're still not my favourite style anyway. But the astronaut chases the market, often trading futures or some highly leveraged instrument looking for that big win. We had them with binary options and all sorts of ones as well. But usually over trades are thinking more trading is better. Therefore they, therefore, they really do increase the risk by doing so. They have some knowledge and skill, but their psychology really does lead them to be erratic here. Now, the Scrooge looks really grumpy, doesn't he? Look, he's got his hands. I thought you were going to say it looks like me. No, I wouldn't <laughs> say that. Attends every free seminar on the planet, reads lots of books and surfs the web, always searching for the holy grail but not putting in, in the effort. They like the idea of trading, but in fact trading not to lose. Some have a wealth of information, but they lack real understanding and knowledge. Interesting, isn't it? And a lot of people trade not to lose. So you're saying that most of the people are in this group? I say most percentage. of the people are either in this group or they're in the, in the um, cowboy, cowboy group. Those two groups. They're most mm -hmm. of the people we see. We don't tend to see as much in the, the possum group and we do see some in the chicken group. Okay. So the possum ones, you generally don't, they're the ones that sit in the back corner and don't talk to talk too much. So are you a cowboy, a possum or a chicken or an astronaut? You might hmm. be a Scrooge, hey. But trading, Scrooge, trading to not lose means you lose a hell of a lot more. And I won't go into that right now because I think we've no, discussed it. Do you it. like the Terminator, the movie? I do. Mm. Terminator 1, I'll be back. Which yeah. one? Yeah, okay. One and so two. You say that again? I'll be back. No, that's not quite. I don't say it like that anyway. But okay. the Terminator is the, per is the person that everybody wants to be. Everybody mm -hmm. wants to be the Terminator, you know, because he's confident, he's focused, he's strategic, he has a high level of knowledge and strong skills, he's adaptable, 
um, and he's unstoppable. Mm. And this is the way people want to trade the market. So imagine trading the market like this with high light of confidence that you're focused on it, you're strategic, you've got a great plan, you've got a high level of knowledge and skill to back all of that up, but you're adaptable to market conditions. And this is where a lot of traders lose around these times is they're not adaptable. The market's changed psychology mm. right now. Um, and so therefore you need to adapt it's your trading huge, style. It's huge, shift? Massive, mm. massive shift in the psychology. And, Volatility is can only be implied. You can't predict volatility. And a lot of people will react emotionally to the volatility and that means that changes the um, behaviour of the marketplace. That's why you get some rises and falls that are erratic at this point in time. But what we know is volatility will settle down and behaviours will settle back down to being normal because as humans we are predictable. So being unstoppable is what you really need to be. Mm. So how are you reacting to this market? Now, you have an understanding of the types of investors and it's my guess there's one that resonates more with you. Um, and, but if you understand that, then you can adapt because awareness is the first step in change. And that's really what it's about. So in making your changes, you really need to be aware of who you are. So pick one of those that's more like you. Now, if you're honest with yourself, recognize your level of knowledge and experience for what it actually is and not what you might like to think it is. Then you can set some rules about how you make decisions moving forward. Actually, one thing mm -hmm. I liked about that um, screen you shot you showed before with the mm -hmm. with the boxes yeah. is that the cowboy is actually furthest away from the Terminator. Mm. So if you want to be the Terminator, you need to... Like the cowboy, we talked about it earlier today that the cowboy is probably the hardest to change, isn't well, it? Well, in the gunfight, would you rather be the cowboy or the Terminator? Yeah, I can see who's going to win there. Yeah, that's why we've got it. Now, for example, if you're prone to making snap decisions to jump into stocks, you think it's cheap, and we've had a lot of that at the moment, uh, then you can decide to not buy until you've done some research and applied some analysis into whether the stock is actually cheap. If you're one to exit quickly on news, then you might like to set a rule to only exit on a stop loss once the market has closed for the day or the week. Now, there are many rules and strategies that you can implement to ensure you invest or trade much better moving forward. The best rule is to decide that you will not buy or sell on fear or greed, but rather only do so after proper research and analysis. The market will stop falling and the market will become bullish again. And that is one thing that we know for sure. So what we do know is whether or not whether we, what we don't know is whether or not you will become a victim of the market or whether you will be a victor who profits and the result is totally in your hands. Now, Janine, I've said many times before that your education in the market will cost you one way or another. Um, either you'll invest in a good quality education or you'll pay for your education in losses, lost time and in lost profits. So where to from here? Well, right now it's a perfect time to wait as patience is a virtue of every great trader. Now, jumping in early to take advantage of the inevitable bounce may be a bad move, especially if the market only rises for a short time and then falls heavily again, which we believe is likely. Because you don't know what the institutions are going to do. Mm. That's the problem. What we are saying here is that unless you have solid rules and have done proper analysis, then buying into this volatile market for the short term is, as you can appreciate, high risk. It is far better to sit back and wait for confirmation that the market's rising rather than to enter too early. Now, just to finish this off, I know I covered this last week um, where I said, is it bigger sin to not make 10% or lose 10%? Mm. Good point. And a lot of people don't appreciate that because people think they they their fear of missing out. Mm. So so therefore they they that fear of missing Is out. Is that why we have no toilet paper? Yeah, yeah, because mm. I, like, I'm not going to get into 
you know, I'm not going to have toilet paper. So, so it's that's, the same in the market. It's the same in the marketplace. And so, so what I'm saying is that um, um, with, with not losing 10%, Sorry, losing 10% and not making 10%. It's a bigger sin to lose 10% because you're going to make 11% to break even. If you don't make 10%, you just don't make 10% and you haven't mm. taken the risk. And that's really what we're trying to say here is right now, we're getting so many questions about is this stock, has this stock bottom now? Should I buy this stock now? Should I buy that stock now? It's really, really cheap. Has the market stopped now? And Janine and I don't care of it. Any all of that. I think it's great that they're watching. Yeah, it's great you're watching. Mm. But the thing is right now, sit on your hands, forget about it, and come back in a couple of weeks, and then we'll have a look at the market then. Because right now is not the time to play um, play in the market like a cowboy. And that's really what we're saying. Right now is the, is, the, is the time to sit back and plan the next attack when the market does eventually bottom and it starts to go bullish again. So right now, just leave the cowboy-ish techniques to other people and let them take the big risks. And the best traders take the lowest risks and uh, get in for the best profit. So, But now I think it's now time to get back into the chat and let's see what other questions we have there. But I think the next question is from Aman who asked Dale, uh, who asked Dale and Janine, hello to you all. A very interesting times indeed. Would be nice your thoughts on Webjet. So let's have a look at Webjet. All it's right. an internet-based, obviously, travel company. Now, I know there's talk about Flight Center and all the closing down of their branches, and a lot of people talk that as a negative. Yeah. Flight Center bought a couple of different other travel agencies not too long ago, mm. like Hello World or something like that. I can't remember the names of them. And it's always been on their plan that over the next two years they would close down all the branches that duplicated in areas where they already are anyway. Uh, and so I was chatting to Flight Center the other day, and they just said they were just consolidating now, just making it a bit quicker. So nobody's getting sacked. Um, they're just closing a few of the branches that are not flight center branches. But That's a good philosophy, isn't it? Yeah, well, they're using mm. this time now to do, to reshuffle everything um, and make the staff all settled and, and guarantee mm. their job. So they're not sacking That's anybody. That's fantastic. Mm. Look, I'm looking at the chart of Webjet there up on the screen. Now, Webjet is a really good company, amazing mm. te technology that they created to make our lives easy. But looking at the chart there, you can see it's been sold off heavily. And look, some of the students out there that have done... Um, module five in the diploma we'll be able to see a big pattern developing there and looking at that if i change it quickly to the weekly you can see how this huge support level in price had been broken uh, this was going back a couple of weeks ago and the stock stock just kept falling it is slowing down the decline at the moment so this week's bar so far but then it is only tuesday it is slowing down a little bit there on the chart you can see uh, but look Looking at the chart more medium term, there's a really strong support level underneath it across here. So anywhere between around this price where it currently is, around the $5 mark and, and $4 mark, there's some nice strength there. So we mm. could see that um, in the short term at least that Webjet could be finding some support for a bit of a move up from here. It's interesting. I was chatting about this on my market report yesterday that bearish stocks were the ones that fell away the most. Mm. And the perfect example is the big four banks. The yeah. ANZ, Westpac and NAB all mm. fell very, very Three. heavily. Combank didn't. Yeah. Because it was before that and I showed people so that, how that it was means, more bullish. that means to me that it's more likely to recover quicker Correct. than those other banks. Yeah, whereas Webjet was already bearish before, even before the coronavirus. Yeah, it because the highs bearish. were getting lower. Mm. We can see that happening and then it got sold off right mm. there. So looking looking at this, it was what Dale was saying is a pattern was unfolding and it was due to come back. And now this is what this is what happens. There's things that happen in the market that cause these patterns to un finish unfolding. They might be part way through, and we can look at it and say, "Oh, gee, that looks bearish, and it looks like it might fall further." But we don't always know what's going to cause it to to actually unfold. Mm. And 
and now we can see that. But the positive thing for, for Webjet is that it is actually reaching a, an interesting support level. But I'm not saying that this is a time to buy it because I don't think that anyone would be trying no. to buy for catching the falling knife, which it is clearly looking at the chart there. Yeah, so is. this is about being prudent and waiting for an opportunity to get a good investment in a good company down the track when the opportunity arises. Mm. So, Yep. All right. So that's Webjet. Um, we got another one there. Now, next comment we have is from Cherie, who says, Dale, how do you reinvent the wheel? Necessity is the mother of invention. Love the gum leaves. Just wa- watch leaves. Some of them have spurs. Thanks very much well, for that got, terrible thought. We've got brown snakes, tiger snakes. We, got, we had an echidna at our front door the other no, day. No, no, we're talking about toilet paper and I leaves. I know that, but imagine wiping, your, you imagine go- wiping your backside with an echidna. I think that's cruelty to animals. I, know. I don't it think we should cruel. go there. It's not cruel to me anyway. But anyway, the next question we got is from Justin Corner, who asks, "Hi guys, can you do analysis on Coles currently own and am up ten percent? So let's bring up Coles. So get your fingers on the keyboard, girl. Let's we go. I Coles? know somebody asked me, would I buy Coles versus Woolworths? Yeah. They asked me that on the YouTube, and to me right now, Coles is probably a little bit better. Well, how, I wonder how this is all going to play out with the supermarkets when... They're making a mozza at the moment. Okay, they're making a mozza at the moment. But, but if you bring anything forward, whether mm. it's purchases or whatever in the supply chain, and then all of a sudden down the track, people already have what they need for months. Well, they've got two years of toilet paper in their cupboards. And cans and goodness knows what else, milk, mm, yeah. UHT. What's going to happen? Flour, Because sugar, people are not water. going to be purchasing... Even though they've pulled forward their purchases, mm. they're not going to be purchasing at some point. It's like what happens with cars. Mm. So people pull their car purchases forward when the government has a special um, plan tax from a tax, in, yeah, tax incentive, and then all of a sudden there's no cars being purchased. Well, that's what we're doing because obviously the, the government's put out that rescue package of 120 million that we have. To, if as a business we can spend before the end of June, we can write it off this year. So yeah. I've brought forward IT purchases and everything mm. into this financial year. So we're spending a, a fair whack of money in the next three months to prepare for things that we would have normally spent in the next financial year. But it'd be interesting to see if you can actually get all of the things you want. Yeah, we can. Stuff comes from we can. Some of it does, but I mean, China's opening up again. I mean, I only heard from a friend in China and the things are moving again. Mm. Um, and you can see by the Hang Sen and the, and the, the, uh, the Shanghai Composite, they're doing all right, mm-hmm. so okay. but there will be stuff coming out of China, and uh, you know transport will slowly open up, and we'll get it. But as long as we order it and pay for it before the 30th of June, we're fine. That's fantastic. So, well, what do you I, think of Coles? Look, I think it looks bullish at the moment, but I ju- I just still think there's a bit of a reaction. Mm. Just like other stocks are going up, and I mean down, Coles is going up. Okay, it looks strong. There's no entry for me there at the moment, mm. so I couldn't be looking to buy Coles. Um, you know, and I wouldn't be trying to jump mm. in. Some people have obviously tried to jump in, opportunists getting in there, mm. but I think it's going to run out of steam. It probably will. View. It probably will. But the next question we got from um, Dale Pierce, who asks, "Hi Dale, what do you think of CleanAway stock?" So oh, let's go and nice have a look company. at CleanAway. We haven't looked at CleanAway for a little while, have we? Yeah. Look, it's it's um, long term. It's got an in terms of this move off the bottom. It's a really nice trend moving up, but you'd have to say that this month with the pullback as strong as it's been, it's something that you would put on the list to sort of leave it for a while and come back to it later. I don't think that it's... Um, so he's he's asked just what our view is on it. And I think it's still sticking with the trend overall, mm-hmm. but this month's bar being down means that it could take out the low. Um, this was this low here I'll mm-hmm. show on the weekly chart to get a close-up in October 2019. Now, I would... If it does go through there, it might only be short-lived in terms of the fall below there before we start to see some support pick up again. But you know what? If it actually holds there and heads back above this 216 level, that stock would be doing really well. Yeah, mm. I think I'd just sit back and wait for a few weeks yeah, and see what it's... Yeah, it's a good it's... company. Yeah. Mm. 
So the next question is from Steve P who asks, would you recommend buying when you see a rally forming in progress? What's a rally? At 2.50 p.m. on Monday, tried buying in, but Westpac online crashed, lost 5% gain. I'm not really sure about what he means there. Do you know what that um, means? No, I have no idea what you mean. I think that's really short-term stuff. Are, are we talking about Westpac as in the online trading Westpac or Westpac the bank? I don't know. Actually, I'm not sure whether he's talking about the trading trading Westpac Bank. I mean, Westpac looks terrible anyway, and he's lost 5% on that. But um, I mean, if we were talking about the bank itself, I don't think he was because I can't see any rally there. I mean, it's just, you know, well, it would have, if, Friday if, if, reversed, if he's, if it's rallying during the middle of the day, that's if it's rallying in the afternoon, he's trying to buy on the rally. Okay, but so that's maybe, really short-term stuff. But so that's, short-term, and now look what it did the following Mm. Um, day it was down, now it's trying to come back up again. If you're trying to pick a stock up during the day when it starts to rally only to sell it quickly um, in the next day or two, then that's very dangerous unless you really understand. And even I wouldn't do that, actually. No. I don't. I wouldn't do that myself. So, um, But right now, those three banks, Westpac, ANZ and NAB, all look, look quite awful. sick. They just look awful. So it doesn't matter. Their dividend yield's getting higher and eventually it'll get too high and for people to resist it. And they'll announce they're going to cut the dividend. That's what they do They will probably will mm. um, doing that. But right now, stay right out out of those big three, three of those big four banks, they're the ones I've just mentioned. You know, even if they do come up in the short term, mm. let's just have a look and see what could happen. If they if they come up a little bit, um, you know, in, in a few days, they could make 10%. It's mm. possible, but, you know, you're really mm. clutching at air trying to get that, aren't you? Well, yeah, where do you get out? And if it turns, if it starts to turn, when do you get out? Mm. You know, that that's sort right. of stuff. And that's the question what we're posing before is, Yes, you might buy in today, but what if it goes up one, two or three weeks and then it starts to fall heavily again? Are you going to get out or how are you going to do it? And then you'll be it? sitting there hanging on thinking, okay, is it going to go back for me again? Mm. So mm. Um, the next question we've got is from Warren, Warren Williams and he asks, Hi, Dale and Janine, could you have a look at XHJ, which looks really healthy compared to the XJO? So that's the healthcare sector. So let's see if we can just bring oh, up the it's sector. It's not done too bad, has it, the healthcare sector? Yeah, but so look, it's... Those healthcare stocks did hold up quite well. Mm. There were a few that didn't, um, but things like Sonic did. But look at Cochlear. Mm. Let's just quickly bring up um, the chart of Cochlear so you can see what's happening. Well, the healthcare there. sector does look quite bullish, even though it's been bearish. But the it's last CSLs few pulling mm. it up. You know, CSLs the one that's holding Runs it up sector, at the moment. It? Yeah, it dominates the sector. I mean, for a while there, Cochlear looked great. It, look at look at the rebound that happened here. This was just last mm. week, and it recovered all the way to two dollars. 15, I think it was, mm. but then it's dropped down again this week. So, you know, this whole pattern on the near the all-time high doesn't look great for it, even if it rebounds in the short term. It's just totally mm. broken that longer-term trend that we can see up there. If we look at um, CSL just quickly, mm. CSL looks better from a long-term trend perspective, still holding there, and we can see there that at the moment it hasn't confirmed that it's going down, unlike Cochlear looking at it. Um, it's still trying to hang in there. There is, there's a lot of buying still going on. Mm. But that could turn. You don't know. At the moment, it looks looks okay. But So that's the difference. Um, so there's a couple of healthcare stocks. Looking at the overall sector, you know, it still could fall. Yeah. But if it heads back above this level, then we know that it's more likely to rise again. Mm. But they're being very defensive at the moment, isn't it? So. Yeah. And we, and we look at that in comparison to mm. the, the XAO, as, as Warren asked. Um, and you can see their big fall on the on the mm. Orlords. It's broken that trend on our market. We can look back and see that there hasn't happened since the 87 crash, um, similar sort of scenario unfolding, mm. folded back then. 
All right, well, the next question we got is from Caleb, and he asks, Hi, Dale and Janine, looking to buy great stocks once the market turns. What about APA? I'm concerned about the Dow exit on the monthly chart in February. So, Okay, um, so um, so February, what he's talking about is there was an exit there, very toppy across here with all of these peaks there, yeah. um, showing you that there was a problem, that it couldn't get through there time after time it tried to break through. And then this big move down was a clear sign that it was more likely to fall, breaking those lows. And so what it's done is just a natural, um, well, it's not, it's really, it really looks unnatural, mm. but it's just a natural part of the pattern that's unfolding. But it has mm. broken that long-term direction as well for, for the stock, which is really concerning, isn't it, at mm. this point, mm. for the overall shape of it. So right now, I wouldn't be looking to looking at this stock. It's going to be a while, yeah. quite a while before this will be a while before this one again. picks up again anyway. So Chris G, who asks... Um, Saw in another video of yours, Dale, the average drop being approximately 35% range. Are you thinking this still has further to fall? Um, the, the answer to that is um, we don't know, but we suspect um, it is. And that's the thing is, is what we were saying a little bit earlier. People hang on our words and we say, you know, like I said, the market was going to go thought 72 to 7,600 points and peak out. Then we thought, we said, okay, the market's going to have its peak somewhere mid-February to mid-March. Um, and come down eight to twelve percent. So we got some of that right. We got it went over seventy two hundred. So we got to the lower end of the target. It did peak out. It did fall away. We didn't get the speed of the fall. Hey, this is and the it, depth this is of the uncharted fall. territory. We, we haven't been here before. We've like, never been here we, before. The funny thing is that we've always said that markets don't crash at the top. We just witnessed a market crashing crash at, at the top, top, and it's never so happened. So it's just yeah, we're completely in a different area. But, but what will happen is when the market bottoms out, it will come back to hmm. some normal. Well, we've had three or four of the four of the biggest rises and falls in the last two weeks on the Dow for mm. five, five of them, the biggest rises and falls ever since 1900. So mm. that's like, how does that happen? And our market's had some massive falls and I've got to do the research on our market to see the rises and falls, how big they are being con compared to history as well. So again, it's, it's really uncharted waters right now. So has it stopped falling? I don't know. I really don't know. What we are expecting is it to bounce which could happen anytime soon. It will bounce. Um, and how far, again, how far it will go, how far it goes up in price and how long it takes to get up to that price level, where whatever that be will tell us whether it's strong or weak. Um, and then that'll start to tell us whether we can expect another downward move. Now, remember we're talking about, we're expecting a low, be the mid-decade low, sometime between about 2023 and 2027. So we could be coming down into that earlier. And in all honesty, we could be falling for the next 18 months generally. But in terms of price, that may not be too much more below where it is right now. But it now. might only be for three months. You're correct. Know. It might only be for three months. And right now we don't know. And that's so what I'm saying. Be ready. Mm. Yeah. So the market, it may move up and then it may come down again. And that downward move may take six or 12 months. We don't you know. know. What? There's so much cash and cash is not mm. earning anything. So the money has to go somewhere. somewhere. It's got to go back into the stock market. You're not letting me be doom and gloom. No, and look, the institutions, the big money. Look, if there wasn't so much money around, we wouldn't see this level of volatility, in my no, opinion. No, well, mm. I think the second half of this year will be pretty awesome for property. Mm. But right now, sit on your hands, do nothing, go to the beach, have a drink, take it easy, drink pina coladas and spend time with your wife. That's mm. pretty much all you need to do. Mm -hmm. Now, the next question we have from is from Nimble Jack, who asks, Hi, Dale and Janine, I noticed that the XDJ is getting hammered. What are your thoughts on Tabcorp and the overall sector? So bring up TAA. Right, so we've got, um, first of all, XDJ, which is the consumer discretionary sector, and then I'll bring up XDH as well. You can see there the big drop on the on the sector, totally broken that trend, which 
you know, when you're looking at it, the, the sector had actually advanced quite strongly in the past year. So it had actually done something out of character and accelerated away, a big 34% decline. Now, the sectors only go back to 2001 because that's when, um, you know, we started collecting this data, not us, but this is when the exchanges started collecting this data. So at the moment, if we look at TAH, and I'll bring that up on the screen so we can have a look. So this is Tabcorp. Tabcorp, now I've been watching Tabcorp and seeing this interesting pattern unfold, like nothing I'd ever seen before. This, yeah. It was just totally bizarre seeing this. And I'm thinking, is this the top, like the peak, and it's going to then come down? We're getting this sideways activity coming down here. Once it took out that low in August 2009, that was 19, that was history then. But I didn't expect it to fall but as far as it's been bearish since about October last year. So it's already yeah. been bearish. That's why it's fallen so heavily. Um, but so the real risk for Tabcorp is it could go lower. Look, it, right now there's a potential for it to take you know out the good news? Low. What's that? In recession, stocks like this do better. Yeah, so what you're saying is it's getting cheaper and eventually you're going to be able to buy it well, at Well, when, when, when we go into recession, people are a little bit more doom and gloom and they spend more money on gambling and cigarettes. And lipsticks, is so it? So buy, buy cigarette stocks, toilet paper, lipstick yeah, yeah. And, and go to gambling stocks. Although I still saw in um, Chemist Warehouse you could still buy lipstick. Could you? Mm. Oh, that's cool. So you can okay. still get yours. Can't buy toilet paper, but you can buy lipstick. He didn't hear what I so, said then. That's good. No. <laughs> Next <laughs> comment is from Jovial. He'll see it on the replay. Hang on, we've jo got to ask people to subscribe first. Oh, okay. So hit the subscribe button now. Maybe make sure you like the channel. We do need you to hit that subscribe button, the big one on the left or the right, whatever it is, and hit the bell on the right of it so you stay up to date with our videos and uh, when we post them. But also hit the like button now. Yeah, that helps us to bring better content and more interesting um, information to you. So the next comment is from Jovial Jedi. Lovely. Oh, love that. Um, who says, love this channel. Thanks for your continued effort team. Muscle flex emoji. Muscle oh, flex emoji. Oh, that one was for you. Yeah, look, obviously. I'm not too techno savvy on the emojis. So, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm just learning how to find Just smile them. and say thank you. Thank you. Okay, next question is from Cheetan Joshi, who asks, can you please give me your thoughts on Woodside? I got a big sum bought at 27. Woodside, or 27.90 bought in. Woodside looks terrible. Same with Oil Search and same with Santos. They look terrible. I'm not sure why you... Um, bought in at 27.90 um, and big mm. position. So, um, but it doesn't look good, does it? It doesn't look good. Now, look, I actually thought Where from a long-term perspective that wow. the low was April 2016 mm. until it started doing this strange formation here um, in mm. around 2019. And we saw this pullback and then another rise and it failed to break. I thought there's a real problem here. And then, of course, it's collapsed as part of this recent move mm. down. So... Looking at the, the stock right now, it could end up around you know, 13, um, $12, $13, and that's the problem with it. Even if it comes up in the short term, and it could do, we can see there's huge gaps on the chart, it could rise. If the market gets a bit of a rally behind it and then the opportunists come out, mm. I think that it could be short-lived up and to fill this gap, so it could break into $25, $26. If it gets to 25 and starts to look like it's failing then that may be it that and may it may just it. drop again. So that's the real risk with it. Once you get these big falls, let's just have a look at what happened during the GFC and that'll give you a good example because what happens in the past can often happen in the future, even though we haven't seen this type of event before with the coronavirus during the GFC. Have a look at how it was hit. And these are, this is why we say you need to look at the history of the stock. If it does have a lot of history like Woodside does, then you need to understand mm. that in a crisis, what can happen to this share? in one month. 33% in one month. That was the range for the bar. So what have we seen here? 
Uh, let's just have a look. I'll go to the top of the barn, get to the bottom. We've seen 40%. So it's not out of the ordinary for Woodside mm. to do this in a crisis scenario. So, mm. you know, that's just unfortunate for Woodside. Mm. One, I wouldn't be buying this for a while, but hey, this is going to be a great opportunity eventually when eventually, yeah. it does turn around. Some good trading opportunities. Sorry, there. no good news for you, matey, um, but just be patient at this point in time. Um, but you've got to make your own decision, you know. Do you mm. keep risking your capital mm. or do you, do you wait for a rebound and mm. hope to get out at a higher price? What do you do? You've just got to... Mm. It's like with anyone who's trading the market, even if you've com come through our courses, I've... I actually mentor people when they get to a certain point through the course if they email, and so does Dale. Mm. So, you know, we talk about weighing up the pros and the cons. One thing I've always done for people is said, if you're in a situation where you don't know what to do, list out the pros, list out the cons for the decision you want to make, and then it makes mm. it easier for you when you see it in writing. Don't leave it up in your head, mm. put it down on paper. One last comment I've got, matey, is that if you mention big position in it, that tells me your position sizing is wrong because otherwise you wouldn't have written the words big position. Mm. Uh, it would just be a position for you. So that's also making a lot more nervous. Um, but anyway, the next um, um, chat comment we've got is from Francois who says, Hi, Dale. Thanks for the mention. Love chatting at the presentation. Thanks for the beer, matey. He bought me beer. Really nice. Um, this is an awesome topic. Sorry the beer was not a corona. Um, yeah, matey, I told my, my, my wife that I was eating sushi, so she's okay on that one. Mum's the word there. No, that's a private joke between I me know. and Fr Francois and I. Okay, the final question tonight comes from Troy Donovan who asks, Hi, Dale and Janine. Bought both books and DVDs. I'm currently reading your book. Accelerate Your Wealth and has proved invaluable. What are your thoughts on APEX? On Appen. Appen, APX. Okay, so let's have a look at mm. Appen there. So bring that up right now. Um, looking at this share, look, it's a typical pattern that's unfolding mm. at the moment, this little zigzag pattern. Now, it may find support there. That's possible. There's a really strong level around this um, zone here, this $15, $15, $16 mark. But it's too early to tell. So we're seeing, we're starting to see a bit of buying coming back into the stock. But it's, what has to happen is a retest. So what stocks do is when mm. they make a low, you get a move up. That's going to tell you what the rest of the market's thinking about the stock is what when it comes down, not when it goes up. So you won't even know if it's going to recover until it actually comes down. So mm. this is where, you know, I wouldn't be buying a stock if, while it's falling. For one, that's the biggest thing, and it wouldn't be an opportunist trying to catch it either. So. No. But look, it may find support and it may start um, moving back up. But, you know, there's always a possibility a stock can fall further in yeah. this sort of market. There's times to play and there's times to not play. And right now it's times to not play. Go to there's the been some really stay. great questions tonight. And I think mm. one of the things that I'm finding at the moment is that um, people are, even though there's the panic out there about the toilet paper, mm. I think, I don't know if it's because we've put, you know, you've created this show to help get the message across to people and to help them. Mm to understand things. So people seem to be, even though some people were, you know, a little bit, um, you know, I guess... Um, reactionary. Reactionary, but I think a lot of people are sort of calmer and looking for opportunities. So I'm finding it amazing mm. that, you know, people are sending in applications to put more money in or new accounts, which is just amazing because in, when the GFC hit... It, was a huge in, in, panic. Yeah. In the industry, there was, all, there was all this talk about people taking their money and putting it in the bank. But at the moment, the, in, the interest rates are so low, so people have got nowhere to put their money. Mm. Um, and that brings a whole other area, which I don't want to talk about tonight because I'm into conspiracy theories and sometimes that could Way too much. alarm people. So what you've got to really think about here is, um, you know, when you're looking at the situation is what are other people doing at the moment? And as Dale tells you, most of the people, they're 
a lot of the people are panicking, but if you have a bit more mm. knowledge, then you know to be calm and make decisions from a point of logic rather than emotion, yeah. and that's yeah. the important thing. So what I'm finding is more people are coming through with applications to make deposits than yeah. they are to take to say I'm scared. People are not telling me they're scared. I'm, the phone's and not ringing. People I'm have not read the book that. are saying, "Hey, look, yeah. you're helping me, and mm. I haven't panicked as much and stuff like that." Yeah. But, um, but so I good. think it's working. I think that we're helping people mm. to understand, and that's what really what this show's mm. all about. And thanks for making those comments too. Really, we do really, really appreciate it. It just makes us. Um, well, as long as I say, make us appreciate the work we're doing, but it's it's a thank you for the work we're actually putting in and the time we're putting in. So thank you for making those comments. But it really is the end of the show at the moment. And, and sorry about uh, little technical issues at the start. I'm, hopefully we'll sort those out before next week. Um, but it really is the end of the show, and we hope you enjoyed it uh, as much as we have, and thanks for participating. Um, Jenny and I have been discussing some ideas on what we'll cover for next week's show, and uh, like it, or well, sorry, it will be another one that will stretch your thinking around profiting from the market. Now, if you'd like to see the show continue to grow, then remember to share it on your social media with your friends and colleagues. Also, remember to make sure that you put this show into your calendar as we'll be back here on YouTube Live every Tuesday from 7 till 8. Now, as always, we're always happy to receive your questions, so send them to infowealthwithin.com.au and type Wealth Within Live in the subject line and hit that subscribe button now and hit like too. That brings us to the end of the show, and again, we really hope you enjoy well, everyone's enjoyed as much as we have. As always, thank you for joining us and we hope to see you again next week. For, for now, goodbye, good luck and good trading. Take I care. pinched your line then. You did, didn't you? Mm. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.